You're listening to Sibling Talk, commentary from a progressive point of view. Now here are your hosts, John Paulette and Mary Jo Tumer. Hello, I'm John Paulette. And I'm Mary Jo Tumer. Uh, Mary, well, this past weekend was, of course, the weekend of Christmas. So I wanted to check, uh, were you skiing out west? Did you go to Mexico? Or perhaps you took the waters at Baden-Baden. How did you spend your time? Well, I was at home listening to the recommendation of the government that we not travel, we not go on fancy vacations, and we help stop the spread. So I oh, feel well, like you, a big schmuck, actually. Well, I, I like to call you a common person because the recommendations were intended for the common people there, not for those in power. Don't you think? I think you might be right about that. Sometimes I forget that we live in a plutocracy now where the wealthy are allowed to live their fabulous lives in Versailles while we have to stay in our hovels in Paris. I was. I mean, the whole weekend. I. I mean, I had uh, uh, a good holiday. I hope you did. We were isolated. Uh, just Pam and I were together. We, uh, you know, we did FaceTime with uh, with the kids, but it wasn't the same. And I was finding yesterday, I was noticing how often I was calling my granddaughter because I I missed it. I missed the whole thing, and to look at the leadership which just totally ignored uh, all of this. And, you know, as always, nobody manages to be as big of a creep as Donald Trump. Because here, this guy, for reasons that I guess are only clear when you think of it in terms of his strange, strange pathology, he manages to deny people in need of unemployment benefits their check, at least for about a week, for no reason at all, and not care because he's busy golfing. Oh, actually, he was not able to golf one day because it was a little chilly out that day. <laughs> that, that was true. He, he was stuck inside tweeting one of the times, one of the days. Um, but isn't it... Like when I said it's a plutocracy, the aristocracy, this is how clueless these people are. If they understood the optics, they don't care about the optics. So I don't know, for some reason, it was Mike Pence that bothered me the most. Here's this homespun Indiana guy, can't be in a room with a woman that's not his wife or mother, as he calls her. And he goes to Vail or wherever they went in Colorado to some Tony resort with his family to spend Christmas and ski. So I would have loved to go on a fancy vacation, but I thought we weren't supposed to travel. But this guy, even he's become so much a part of them that he doesn't understand how that plays to the rest of us. And I was thinking this morning when I heard about him. I mean, Mnuchin, that's not against brand for Mnuchin because he's a rich guy with his private jet, flies down, 
to his private home in Mexico. It's offensive as hell, but in a way, Mnuchin is like, listen, I tried to get these people the money. I don't know why Trump did what he did, but yeah. I'm done. I'm done. But this, it's that kind of behavior that Trump ran on, got elected by the people who support disdain for the elites. And this is such elite behavior. Well, it is. This one goes back a few weeks. Actually, I think it was at Thanksgiving. The mayor of Colorado, who I think was a Democrat, I think this goes across party lines, uh, you know, went on and put out a recording saying, please, I'm telling you, do not travel. Do not go anywhere. Uh, If you have plans, cancel them. Very serious plea. And he promptly went over and got in line and got on an airplane and flew down to where his family were were in uh, Mississippi, I think. No, they just don't believe it applies to them in any way. And, you know, the part that I guess is so irritating is we as a nation just say, well, yeah, I guess that's the way it goes. That's how those people live. Uh, There was part of me this morning as I was thinking about it, reading the newspaper, that thought, we got a term limit or something. We got to move all these people out. We have created a class of people who, both in this kind of behavior and in the Mitch McConnell, I can do anything I want to do and nobody else can question me, that has, to my mind at least, destroyed so much of what our founders hoped this nation would be. Absolutely. I, I can't I can't even imagine what goes through a person's mind when they feel they are entitled to take and fly to a Tony fancy vacation when the rest of the country, one one portion of it can't even pay their bills. And you're denying them money to help them get their bills to get through the pandemic. The rest of us, it's not really a money issue, but it's what we have denied ourselves for the greater good, which is to kind of get past this time till we can all be vaccinated. So I've never been in that, not just had the opportunity, because maybe I had the opportunity, but never had the space where in my mind I was like, that's good enough for those people. But me, the rules don't apply. I don't know if that changes when the Biden people come in. I think Joe Biden is not that guy, but he sure has been in Washington a long time. And if it turns out that those folks coming in act and behave the same way, the cynicism in this country, including me and you, John, who are hopeful yep. types by nature, is that's right. be irreparable. Yeah. That's what everybody says about me. That's John. He's a hopeful type. <laughs> Okay, maybe that wasn't you, but that is me. <laughs> okay, but it is you. I Listen, and on that topic of hopeful type, uh, look ahead for me, if you will, for, for these next couple of weeks. So we just saw in this past week that Donald Trump is willing to go in and destroy things by simply not signing this bill and then signing it and whatever else it was. Uh, We know next week is January 6th. 
uh, when the county of the votes happens at the Congress. We kind of expect more pardons, right? Do you have any other predictions? What excitement are we going to feel from Donald Trump in the next few weeks? Well, it's a really great question because Trump obviously feels his power waning. And in my opinion, for what it's worth, um, and I guess for the people that listen to this, <laughs> it's worth something, but that Trump didn't sign the bill and played that whole game just to get attention because he has so yep. little power left. That was one of the few things he could do to make people dance to his tune. And so I think to the extent that he can do any of that, that's what we'll see. But, you know, all that's really left for besides, you know, having some kind of military strike, which I don't believe the military will follow through on, um, is pardons. That's really the only place he can, you know, play you know, the, the king, the once and future king or the once and mm -hmm. past king, because he had the ability to veto a bill. He did that. He had the ability to hold up, continuing to fund the government and, you know, give people relief during this time of COVID. He did that. Well, what else is left? Call out the troops. But we know the military is already gaming not doing that. He's called his uh, supporters to come and support him on January 6th. And I do suspect, and I don't know what you think about this, that there was some arm twisting on, I'll sign the bill if you'll stand up for me in Congress on the 6th. Don't you think? Yeah, I think that's very, very possible. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm always alarmed when I hear the sentence, Lindsey Graham played golf with the president. Sure. So, <laughs> you know, so Lindsay, uh, Mr. Principles, is out there trying to swing some kind of deal uh, with him. And that's the thing he would like the most is somebody stand up and Lindsay or the other people like him might be. And Lindsay doesn't have to do it himself. All he's got to do is make a call and say, hey, Ron Johnson, you go ahead and stand up. It's it's OK with Mitch. I clear. I cleared it. Uh, you know, whatever. It's just going to cause a cause a fracas. It will allow Donald Trump, because these people are going to come to Washington, I predict, here's a hard prediction, he will get in a car, a big black limousine, and he will drive around the streets or have the people drive him the streets of Washington so he can wave. You know, he's done that like twice now, and he really likes that because there's nothing Donald loves like seeing the people shouting, you know, stop the steal, stop the steal. No, I believe there was some kind of deal uh, being made. And I think that's another part, along with the travel, of just how hideous this has gotten. Do you think it's possible that he could speak at a rally on the 6th? Like, I, I know they applied these, whoever it is, Proud Boys or whoever, have applied for a permit to march on the 6th, which you have to do in D.C. And so they, I guess they've been granted a permit. So I don't know whether that's on the mall or where that is. I mean, where they're going to want to be is by Congress, right? So you know yeah. D.C. better than I do. Where would that be, like, on the, the lawn yeah. up, or where they would have the inauguration kind of there? Yeah. Could be. Uh, you know, I 
I almost think the DC uh, authorities would do whatever they could to keep that off the mall. But let's try this. You could get, depending on what the crowd, relatively close to the White House and go over in front of the Trump Hotel. And he could then pretty easily emerge from the hotel, come out and speak, you know, do a little wave. You know who I think is likely to speak, sure, would be Don Jr. Don Jr. has kind of become the dog, hasn't he, during this uh, this period? So I think that could all go on. You know, I think the capacity for that to all go very bad is really there. But what you said before is exactly true. The power Donald Trump craves the most is the power to dominate the headlines tonight. More than anything else. He doesn't want the power to fix the economy, the power to do anything else. He wants the power to be at the front of the news. And if what that takes is going to be a little disruption in Congress and as well as disruption on the streets of uh, Washington, D.C., yeah, I think he's all in favor of that. Wow. Yeah, that, I think it's that. So that's not a surprise. None of that will be a surprise to us. But any of those things could happen. And I do expect him, assuming he goes back to D.C., to emerge on the 6th in some way, whether a helicopter or out in the car or something. I mean, I was when I heard that they flew that bill down to, to Florida for him to sign, I was really offended by that because, again, that's our money. Like, how much did that cost? And we're, he's withholding $600 from people that can't pay their bills. And he spent, I mean, I don't know, John, what that cost. I don't even, couldn't even begin to guess. But even if it's only $10,000 or something like that, that's a lot of money. It is. But he has, again, it's the plutocracy, right. right? And it's a lot of money for a country that is obsessing about whether or not we ought to put $300 with that check or $600 with that check. But for them, it doesn't make any any difference what, whatsoever. And, you know, kind of the end of all of that appearing in public and things uh, that's on my mind is it now appears that on Inauguration Day, January 21st, right, that he absolutely plans to go and hold a rally somewhere. I mean, this is really extending a middle finger at the United States and its democracy to say, no, you people did not hold a real election. If you voted for Joe Biden, you're an illegal vote. You don't have a president. I continue to be that even though I'm in exile. I think that's going to be a horrendous event that that everybody ought to be ashamed of. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things I heard one Republican senator, congressman, I don't even know who it was, talking today and he was saying, well, you know, you have to respect the voters that have come to this conclusion after they have, you know, reviewed all the news reports that Donald Trump was cheated. And whoever it was, Casey Hunt or somebody was like, no, absolutely not. You know, the president is supporting these falsities. The news media is, you are, I don't respect those voters. And I was like, go for it. She didn't say that last line that I just said. But this is the take now, like they have the right 
Sure, they have the right, but where is the responsibility well, and, of leadership? Well, they're having yeah, champagne. Yeah, they are. And I guess I'd <laughs> conclude with my favorite quote from Daniel Patrick Moynihan, who once said, everyone is entitled to their own opinion, but you're not entitled to your own facts. Absolutely. Right. Okay, Happy bye. Monday. Bye. Sibling Talk is a JMP production. Theme song by David Paulette.